the Emerging Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Claire O'Connor. Super awesome to have you here. We're on episode number four, and I have the amazing esoteric Sarah Kemp with me today. I did say your surname right, did I? You did. Well done. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Of Moonlight and Manifesting. And Sarah does transformational meditation courses and workshops online via Instagram. And one of the main reasons, well, there's a lot of reasons why I wanted to share Sarah with you. But the main reason is I love Sarah's ability to be able to articulate and translate a wide range of astrological concepts to make them quite easy to understand, but very relatable. And you can tell immediately how deep her knowledge is in her astrology and i'm sure that there's other mediums and modalities that she's very into as well in that vein and i'm super excited to have sarah on here sarah i'd love to start just taking us through a bit of the background of how you got into astrology and and the spiritual elements of your journey Sure. So thank you for having me, first of all. I'm really excited to be here and to, and to chat to you. It's important to start by saying, I have a friend who said last week that people come to a spiritual path for one of two reasons. And either it's through something that's happened in their life, something that's turned their lives upside, upside down, really, or they come to it because they're called to it and it's a place of love. And most of us come to it because our lives have been turned upside down, right? And we have something that comes along that happens to us and our our life changes and we start to look for deeper meaning we start to try and understand ourselves more and all these things and that's really where it comes in for me is about seven years ago now I had one of those years that we've all had where everything just gets turned on its head and I came out of a relationship that I had been in for quite a long time. I interviewed for a job that I really wanted my heart and soul into getting it, and I didn't get it. A close friend of mine passed away, and I was in this phase of my life, and I came out of this relationship, and I looked in the mirror one day and didn't recognize the person that was looking back at me, and I didn't recognize who I was. I couldn't reach inside myself and say, Sarah, what is it that you like to do? What is it that you enjoy? Who are you? And it's one of those moments when something like that happens to you and your life just starts to spiral and change. And this all happened in the space of a year to me. And it was actually the first few months of that year, all these things happened. And I started to particularly look at who is Sarah and who is the Sarah that she was before the relationship she'd been in before the job because the job I was in was a job that was consuming my life completely and who is under there who is underneath that and who is Sarah and that led me on a journey it started with I started to dance again I had been a dancer when I was a teenager and I'd given it up and I started to dance again and as I started to do that all these other doors started opening up to me and if I look at my life now compared to the life I was living then I am a different person completely and I think I said this in Clubhouse we were chatting last week if you told 34 year old me that I would be here as almost 41 year old me talking to you right now I would never ever have believed you. I would never have believed that my life could change so much in 
that short space of time. While I was doing all this kind of work on who am I and who am I underneath it all and who is the true me, I kind of came back to some things that I had been interested in as a teenager. And those things were tarot. And I started to look into them again. So I had a deck of tarot cards that had been in a box for years. So I got those out. And I started to look at astrology again. And I started to use it as a tool for understanding who I am and guidance. I used to read tarot at school for people. So it was things that I had done a long time ago. But again, it was that rediscovering element, right? And so I started to do all of those. And it's funny, if you go onto my personal Instagram account, I can date it by my Instagram account because I can date it by the pictures that I started to share and what I started to talk about. And over the next couple of years, I met some new people. I met Joanna, who I now run my workshops with, who is a wonderful, amazing, exceptional yoga teacher. Um, and I met her through a full-time job. And I also broke away from a group of people that I had been friends with for a very, very long time. And they were kind of all tied up in my identity and who I was and I had known them since high school and all these things. And it was a very painful process. It wasn't a process that I initiated. And it was when you start to change and people say you've changed and you say, I hope so. But they don't always understand that and they want you to stay the same and sometimes people want you to stay in a box and there's a box that they've put you in and that's safe for them and it's comfortable for them and they don't often understand it when you grow and you change out of it and it was a really painful painful process but it also brought me closer to the authentic me because I realized that that wasn't my path and it wasn't my path to stay small and to stay in that box. By that point, I had trained to teach dance. I was teaching. I had a new job. I had a new career. All these things happened super fast. And I read a book and it was one of those really lighthearted fiction novels. In it, there was a yoga studio and the yoga studio ran workshops and they worked with people around the seasons and helping people to improve their lives by being in, in connection with nature. And Joanna and I had been talking about doing this work for a long, long time together. And I read that book and it, that was what lit the fire. And I said, you know, we could do this. So 2016, Joanna and I started to run our workshops together. I was studying astrology. We were looking into uh, working with the phases of the moon and with the yoga practices as well. So 2016, Autumn Equinox, we ran our first workshop together. We sold it out. And here we are, five years later, we're running our workshops, we're doing everything online now, we're doing online because we can't be uh, you know, together at the moment. And now five years later, I know who I am and I know who Sarah is and I know the story that Sarah wants to share and the practices that I do that have helped me along this way that I want to share with other people. I think what you highlighted really well there is your soul journey of stepping into who you're really meant to be, the heroine's journey, as they would say. So rewatch that piece again, because there are a lot of clues that you just dropped for people, for people who are out there who sort of feel lost or they don't know who they are. They're at that stage, they're looking in the mirror and they've got no idea or they don't know what they're here to do or they don't like the job that they're in or just whatever it is where you feel like you're not where you're meant to be or 
that there is a lot of clues that you just dropped in that in that there so i thank you for that what you went through at the beginning i call it a divine storm <laughs> where i love that i love is. that way of describing it <laughs> divine storm where everything happens for you not to you to get to where you're meant to be going and sometimes the universe has to kind of smack us about the head so we'll pay attention human beings can be quite stubborn i know i'm the first one to admit to that there's a statement that i often say and it's life works when you're true to yourself so one of the key things that i thought really highlighted in your story to get where you are is you made those self-honoring choices along the way and that is how you find your path is one self-honoring choice getting to know who you are in your soul and trusting that to guide you rather than shoulds or external expectations or what you think you should do or limiting beliefs but trusting in that deeper deeper calling i'm curious you mentioned the story that you wanted to tell what is the story that you're here to tell i think the story that i'm here to tell is that everyone can have that connection that better connection to themselves, that better understanding of who they are. And that no matter what stage in our life we're in, and no matter what age we are, what our situation is, we can always do work to come back to that. Yeah. And we can always make change. And no matter where you are at the moment, you aren't stuck. Yeah. And you have all this power within you to make the change that you want to see in your life. And I want to share with people that they have that because we mentioned limiting beliefs there, all these things that we are conditioned to think about ourselves, the stories that we tell ourselves. We tell ourselves stories about ourselves constantly. And our minds are so powerful. We believe those stories. We've told ourselves them so many times that we believe them. And I want to tell people that they can change that and that they can change their story and that they have everything that they need inside them to do that and that they don't need external validation from anybody else yes we need our support network along the way but you can do all of that no matter who you are no matter where you are in your life and the way that i do it is through a connection to the cycles of nature and coming back to nature and that's what's helped me to understand and navigate transits in my life cycles in my life highs and lows in my life and constantly trying to come back to the authentic me. So that's what I want, the story that I want to tell people is you can make a change. You have the power within you to make a change and you have everything in you that you need to do that. And it doesn't matter who you are, what stage of life you're at and all the constructs that you've built up all around you, you know, those can crumble if you want them to. You can make a change and you can break out of them. So yes, that's what I want to share with people. Oh, I love that. Back in my days of doing coaching, I now know my role is more as a setting up the platform to inspire other leaders to step forward. Just creating the space is more my gift and bringing people together. And I definitely know that if you've built your life on an inauthentic foundation, if we do this coaching, that's going to crumble, <laughs> you know? That same thing of those constructs that you've built them, whenever you're present or even just with those small daily decisions that you make that are aligned with who you really are, the inauthentic self has to crumble at some point in time. And I love what you say about the cycles of nature. It's something I'm deeply passionate about as well. I just can imagine if we can get out of this hustle and grind mentality that's 
destroying our planet because we're, we're, we're taking stuff out of the earth faster than we can replenish it. If we can actually get humanity back to a yin-yang balance, I think the world will be a much better place. But there's a massive mindset shift that's required to get us there. One, one of the many reasons we've connected as well is I think our purposes are quite aligned about connection too. So there was that little thread in there too. I'd love to know, you and the workshops that you do with Joanna, what's your favourite aspect of the workshops that you're doing with Joanna? So I love all of the workshops we do. I love coming together with like-minded people. And we do shorter workshops for the new and the full moon. But what I love the most is we come together every solstice and equinox and we do a half day. And we come together as a group, usually women, but we are open to everyone. And we come together and we flow through Joanna's yoga practice, which I always love. Joanna is a yoga teacher unlike any yoga teachers I'd experienced before in the way that she tells a story through yoga and so we explore the energy and my favorite part and is my part obviously but what we kind of do is we go through the yoga practice and we always do um, some sort of craft activity and doing a craft activity people might be thinking that's a very strange thing to do first of all adults love crafts trust me and second of all when women used to come together in red tent style gatherings at the Newman. What they would often do is they would make things, they would weave baskets, they would learn these skills. The younger women would learn them from the older women in this red tent environment where the women came um, usually at the new moon, usually around the time of their period, and they would come together and they would honour that part of their cycle and the deep creativity that comes with it. And they would make things together. And so we always do a craft. And I love that because adults don't always take the time to be creative and they don't always take the time to be, it's almost an exercise in mindfulness too, because you're creating something you're focused on something so maybe we'll make a flower crown for our midsummer or we'll make um uh, a wreath for winter solstice or we made luminaries for our winter solstice with candles and i love doing that and we do the self-inquiry and we do that through journaling and it's just a really quiet space where i will give maybe three or four prompts and people just spend time actually going within and thinking about whatever question I have asked, inquiring of themselves, what does that bring up for me? I'm writing it all down. And you can see, when you look around the room, sometimes you can see some people having big moments of realization. Just because they've taken an hour to sit quietly, to listen to a question that's asked of them by someone, and think about their answer. And just let the answer come out onto a piece of paper so they're not sharing it with anybody it's just about them but you can see the change that that makes and then we do intention setting and we just set intentions for the coming weeks or months and again it's seeing the change that people make and seeing the realization that they have that's what needs to change that's how I'm going to change it so yeah my favorite part is the craft and the journal and the self-inquiry I think is just wonderful well thank you there was a women's circle down where I and the crafts were actually part of it in Ireland, the weaving tradition. I would love to do more research into the divine feminine as well, but definitely there's a Celtic goddess of weaving. I think Bridget has something to do with it, but I don't, don't fully know, but there was something very sacred about sitting around a circle and sharing authentically 
and weaving. So I can definitely relate to that very much. I love the way you express yourself. And I always geek out on it when, uh, when we're doing talking with my hands. <laughs> well, I mean, people think I'm Italian because I'm like this. I've got dark hair, but uh, no, <laughs> the Australian accent gives me away. So no, there's nothing wrong with gesticulating. More so the way you have with words and the way you articulate yourself. You have such a deep level of wisdom uh, around these topics that I just sit in awe at times when you're speaking. So I loved it. And I just wanted to share your gift with more people. So now we get to talk a little bit more about the bigger picture. So the bigger picture is looking at what your vision is. And I know we all play a little small part, but you and I wouldn't have connected. I wouldn't be doing this little podcast series if there wasn't something that you were here to contribute forward to the world. So I'm curious, what is your vision for the future? And that can be as, as micro or macro as you want to make it. What's your vision? My vision for the future, I think, is sharing more of this work and getting more of this work out there and empowering more people to, to do this work. I'm heavily into astrology. I've studied astrology and I like to use astrology as a guide. And I had a wonderful reading with an astrologer and he said something that really resonated with me and I kind of always hesitate to say it because some people might laugh, but he said, you are a midwife of a spirit. Um, assisting at the birth of people Nailed going through it. spiritual rebirth yes. and I took those words and said yeah okay yeah <laughs> I can be that I, yeah yeah that is me and that's what I want to do I want to be able to share more with people because I think when I talk about this stuff I think that I can talk about it a lot and I can talk about it with knowledge because I have been through it because I have been there. I have been the person who didn't know who she was, was in a job that was consuming her whole life, that had no spiritual practice at all, that tried super, super hard to fit in all the time into a group that was not who I was, out of fear of rejection and out of this worry that I had to do all these certain things that society expected of me. I have been that person. I've been there. And if anybody else feels like that, then I want to be able to be the person that says to them, I've been here. This is what you can do. These are the things that helped me along the way. And try to bring together a much bigger collective of people yeah. to share that stuff together so that we know that we're not going through this stuff alone. Because I think a lot of the time when we have new people come into our clubhouse spaces or come into our workshops or online courses, oftentimes they're the only person that they know who does any of this type of work. Yeah. And they're in this phase in their life and they're making this change and they feel really alone. Yeah. So how can we bring more people together to do this work? How can I facilitate bringing people together from around the world, not just in the little corner of Scotland that I'm in in Edinburgh? How can we facilitate bringing more people together to do this work, to feel more authentic, to feel more true to themselves, and to be happier and more contented and more in tune with all these natural rhythms that help us along the way? So my, I suppose, bigger picture is being at the center of that and facilitating that so that there is this group support network, place to do this work, place to meet like-minded people who are on this journey and connect with them so that people doing this work don't feel alone. Because the, the highest manifestation of ourselves is something that we're always working towards, isn't it? And when we do that work in a group and we do that work with other people, we have other people to bounce off, it just makes it that much more powerful. 
So big picture, big group of people all coming together to do this work. I love it. One of the most important things about leadership is the vision and best leaders have a vision that inspires people to want to be part of it as well. I love what you said, the highest manifestation of ourselves. There's a whole lot in there. I could just tell as soon as you dropped it, I was like, that is, there's a lot in there. There's a mountain of value and wisdom just in that from what your experience has been. So can we unpack that? Do we have time? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we could unpack it a little, little we could do it in, in a little quick way, a little quick that, way. That's probably, that's a book I could just tell. You could write a book about that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think the highest manifestation of ourselves is our highest potential, right? Yeah. And it's the truest version of ourselves that we were before we learned fear, before we learned societal expectations, before we had imposter syndrome, before we had all that stuff. The highest manifestation of ourselves is the person who is fully embodying all of that in themselves, who's fully aware that we all have flaws and that we all have a darker side and does the work to integrate that. Someone said to me a few weeks ago, people sometimes think that being spiritual means that you're an enlightened being. No, absolutely not. We're all on this journey together. So for me, the highest manifestation of yourself is the commitment to doing that work and the commitment to fully understanding yourself, integrating all the parts of yourself, loving yourself, accepting yourself and accepting that we're all on a journey all the time and that it's cyclical and that we will continue to learn and we will continue to grow. And for me, the highest manifestation of me is someone who's committing to that work and committing to achieving my highest potential. So that was quite quick. (laughs) That was absolute gold. I love it. Oh my goodness. Those people who might feel alone or they're the only one. I know for a long time I was definitely a closeted woo-woo enthusiast. I'd hide out in my room with my... I love that, closeted woo-woo enthusiast. Yeah, my cards, my crystals. But I wouldn't share it with anyone because I didn't know anyone who thought like I did because people didn't get it. But for those who are a little bit more mainstream in their understanding of the essence of the universe that's bigger than us, that we have no comprehension of, that cannot be seen, but it can be felt. And it is the source of all our power, but also the source of all our power is within us. Like we're inseparable from it. I'd be curious for those in the house who had less experience in the realm of the woo, what would be your advice for someone who is curious but hasn't really explored it and perhaps doesn't really understand that much about spirituality or has a misunderstanding about what spirituality is? I think the first thing I would say to them is to explore and to explore things that resonate with them. So if there is something that they are drawn to, if there's any aspect of spirituality that they're drawn to, explore that a little bit more. And I think you're right. I think some people have an idea of spirituality because of the way they were brought up. If they were brought up with religion, um, it can be quite triggering for people. So explore it in a way that feels relevant to you and in a a way that um, that interests you. So for me, it was working with the cycles of the moon. I was drawn to that. So I started to do it more and I started to work with it more. And that's what pulled me in. So I think if anybody's just starting out, pick something that you're drawn to. Pick something that you're drawn to, do a little bit of research, find a teacher, find a teacher that you trust, find a teacher that has knowledge, start by reading books, start by researching it online, and then take it a little bit further. Absolutely. That's what I would say to anyone who's starting out. And I would say that anyone who's interested in self-development, 
who's interested in mindset, who's interested in all those things, all those things in spirituality and doing this work go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So actually people are more woo-woo than they think they are. Because actually, if there's someone who does that type of work, if you're an ambitious person and you're about success and you're about your mindset, whatever, whatever field that is in, a lot of it goes hand in hand. So explore the things that you're drawn to in terms of mindset, in terms of how you achieve and your goal setting, all those types of things. Pick something that interests you. Do some research. Find a teacher. Go from there. Yeah. Absolutely. I just had an insight hit me without going into a rabbit hole because it could open up a rabbit hole. Sometimes mindset problems can even be spiritual problems. And sometimes spiritual problems are mindset problems. They're so interlinked. I don't think you can really, really separate one from the other. And I remember it was, oh gosh, nine years ago now. <laughs> nine years ago now I was in a speaker training and he says all right we're going to talk mental and emotional but we're not going to but spirituality we're going to leave all of that to the side I was like how can you have a conversation about anything that's real and leave out the essence of everything that exists it just didn't make sense to me I know I did religion at school and I just didn't get it but spirituality it just makes sense to me i love what gabrielle bernstein she says find a spiritual connection of your own understanding find the path that resonates for you because there's so much available that you get to pick and choose and you get to create a spiritual connection of your own understanding in the modalities that you resonate with so whether it's however you get inspired or curious go for it did you have any comments on that or i'll go into our final question go for our final question let's do it okay cool so a little more sort of interview based i suppose (laughs) what do you think makes a great leader i always come back to Brene brown on this one and i love Brene brown's work she's amazing she was a social worker on stage does a lot of research work and she's wonderful she's written some wonderful books and she writes about vulnerability And I think that a great leader is someone who is vulnerable and someone who shares their story and someone who is not afraid to share the difficult times and share how they got through those. And I think in order to lead anyone in anything, you have to have been in their shoes Mm. and you have to have an understanding of what it is that person is trying to do. And if that's a job, you have to have an understanding of that job and what you're asking them to do. If that's in spirituality and it's someone who is maybe struggling, you have to have been there and understood that. I don't think it's enough to just say, I feel like I can understand you. If you've been there and you can be vulnerable and you can say, this was my experience. These are the things that helped me. And you can share that with people. People want you to be real if you're a leader. And certainly I've worked in leadership roles in my full-time job in the past. And I think that that's something that, helped me in leadership was being able to be vulnerable and being able to say these are the problems this is what I have done to solve them this is how I will support you and I think that's what makes for me someone who is inspiring someone who's able to share their story and say these are the tough times this is how I got through them and this is what I want to share with you because I think those are the people that we look up to it's not the people who in spirituality you know enlightened beings or anything like that they're not the people we look up to it's the people who are real and the people who acknowledge that this is a journey so for me vulnerability truth transparency empathy with people and compassion because when we have compassion and empathy we are understanding 
where the person has been, what they're going through, and we have been there ourselves. Empathy. So those are the qualities that I look for in a great leader. Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much. I loved it. I know as I do these interviews, it's going to become clearer and clearer because this was just a little insight, a, a calling in the back of my head a year ago to do this series. I trusted when the inspiration moves you to do it and to start interviewing people. So I know it's going to get clearer as I keep doing these interviews, the deeper intention here. I do believe that uh, as humanity, we need more truly great leadership. And I don't know what it's like in Edinburgh, but I know over here in Ireland, we, we're a little lacking in great leadership. So when we think of great leaders, it's not often uh, that we think of political leaders, in my opinion. And they're the ones that are making the decisions about us as society. So I think we need more great leaders. So having this conversation about leadership, we'll see as it evolves, as it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I think you're so right. When we think of great leaders, we don't often look to our political leaders, do we? So yes, that'll be an interesting thing for you to, to go into with your series and think about leadership and actually what we want from leadership. Absolutely. I mean, we could talk even age of Aquarius going into a new age, more feminine traits right. in leadership, which would be ideal. And all of those traits that you shared are the embodiment of the, the traditional feminine traits of leadership. That would be awesome. I think we could do a lot of good if we had women and men both in their power working with each other as opposed to fighting against each other. So if you have any final remarks, final comments, open frame before we wrap up, anything you want to add uh, to our conversation before we wrap up? No, I just want to say thank you for having me and thank you for ha holding the space to have a discussion. It's wonderful to, to connect with people who are on this path. And it's, I love having these types of conversations and these qualities that we have within ourselves and particularly in relation to leadership. So it was wonderful. Thank you very much. No worries. No worries. For those who really resonated with you and want to connect with you further, how can they do so? They can find me on Instagram. Instagram is the best place to find me. My account is Moonlight and Manifesting and I would love to connect with anybody there. The DMs are always open or you can find me in Clubhouse. And yes, you do the intention setting on Mondays as well. That's we do. We meet on Monday mornings, 8.30 and we set our intentions for the week and we tune into the energy of the week. So we think about the astrology of the week, where we are in the lunar cycle and we just sit and share our intentions together. It's wonderful. Oh, yes, make sure you connect with Sarah. We'll see as I have just what a great wealth of wisdom that she has to share. And I'm honored to have her and be able to, to have this conversation with you. So we'll leave it there. Be sure to tune in next time for the Emerging Leaders podcast. <laughs> it's been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. And we'll catch you on the next episode soon. Cheers. <laughs>